0: Have you been back to the Nini Factory ever since we shared that stage together in back in 2017 with Poeta? Um, yeah, I think we have. Um, I think
1: I'm so bad when it comes to shows, like even in our backyard, which, you know, Brooklyn, um, and I'm in Jersey. So yeah, I'm just so bad when it comes to like remembering when and where I played. But yeah, I think we might've hit, hit it on an early November tour, I think.
0: That was the last time you guys were in that area per se?
1: Yeah. But yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: How long do yeah. you guys usually go out for tours? Like some bands do a couple months. I'm mostly a weekender kind of guy. Do you guys Yeah. Guys, stretch it out for a couple months and then come home for, you know, a month off and then go back out? Like how how do you guys decide that? Yeah, um weekend tours are nice cuz
1: it's you know, we don't have to commit um a whole bunch, but um the last couple tours we did were like a month and a half. Actually, no, in between so our last tour was like a month and a half before that was like a week and a half. And then before that was like another month and a half. So I think like that's the longest stretch we've done so far is like a month and a half.
0: Yeah. Cause it gets exhausting after a while. Cause I see a lot of people, they always, um, fans always try to reach out like say, come to this city, come to this state. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, if it, if it doesn't seem like it's going to pull there, um, ho- we always hope that these fans would always, you know, drive 45 minutes, maybe an hour out of their way to come to, uh, show that they're able to go to um but yeah it can, right. it can be exhausting after a while for the artist just to say all right we're gonna stop at every little town on our it's way. it's weird because like um like the first week is not because you're
1: fresh and you're ready to go your voice is i mean you know my voice is fresh and then and somewhere in the middle it does get exhausting where i'm like oh my god like how long have we been out here we've only been out here for that long holy shit Yeah, and then uh, can I curse?
0: Oh, yeah. You get cursed. Yeah. Okay. I, I fucking curse all the time. Yeah, it's cool. Okay.
1: Um, and then towards the end, it's like you just get into a, a rhythm um, and then maybe your body just acclimates and uh, you get into a routine where it's just not so, you know, because I feel like you always push it a little bit too hard um, in the beginning. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, towards the end, I'm like ready to do another month. Uh, and I always am like a little bit. not. A li- I'm always like really sad that the tour is over. I mean, happy because I get to see my dog again um you know but uh it's weird and and maybe i just say that because the longest we've done is a month and a half maybe if we do two months and i actually do that extra extra bit then i'll be like okay fuck this i'm out <laughs> but so far that's how it's always it's it's been for me um we're like towards the end i'm like ready to do more
0: you've also you've also like done a lot of festivals like south by so what and such like do you think that's more of a better audience for uh, all in itself to perform these these big festivals with a bunch of big names on it, you know, back-to-back? Or do you feel yeah. like the more intimate setting with touring kind of helps out better? Like, um,
1: Yeah, no, South by Southwest is cool. There was definitely people that, you know, were there that, like, heard of us, maybe heard a song, you know, uh, but, like and we're there because of other bands, but they heard like a song or or two off of Spotify discovery weekly. Mm -hmm. And so like, let's go check out that band. And then, you know, that's a great way to make fans, um, you know, uh, by associating with, with those bigger bands. But, um, for the most part, like South by Southwest, feels not like a festival. It feels like just a busy night in Brooklyn with all these different venues and everyone's, you know, like it's all sort of separated by venues and, um, and I feel very little association with whoever's headlining South by Southwest, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. uh, that year, because, you know, it's not like you're sharing the same stage, the same venue. Um, but yeah, I mean, but I've definitely had positive experience and it's also just a, a blast to be there. Cause I mean, there's a reason why people flock there, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an amazing environment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The community is built under that lineup in itself and it's one long day full of just, a bunch of prominent acts, which I think is just great. Yeah. And you see that, multiple days. Yeah. Yeah. And you see it happening more and more often. Um, the East coast for Philadelphia has just been, they, you know, they have, we have a bunch of festivals for each like genre in itself. And, and I'm glad that um, it's able to put those bands into a bigger spotlight, especially the, the smaller bands. Um, I've seen bands, like, local bands that would play at uh, uh, Self Help Fest that data member remember started. And, you know, they get on the bill and they play for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And that's a huge recognition for them. They get a lot of en- engagement from it. So, I feel like it's yeah. instead of trying to hop on a whole tour with said uh, headlining act and such. Yeah. Did you guys have any plans to tour before this whole unfortunate um, pandemic Lu- happened?
1: No, luckily no. Yeah. Um... And yeah, I mean, I have friends that literally got pulled from the road. They were on tour when this whole thing happened. And uh, uh, so for us, we were lucky that we just had a lot of this time to write new music um, and uh, prepare for that. But yeah, yeah,
0: that's a shame. What have you been doing during this time? I mean, me personally, I've just been behind my drum set along with talking to people related, you know, in my industry like you and and a bunch of other friends that I have and such. So have you just been writing? and maybe binge-watching anything? Um, definitely lots of writing,
1: lots of... Uh, well, you know, we're, like, doing these, like, covers every week because mm-hmm. we, we, we kind of want to give people, like, you know, a nice nostalgic uh, trip down memory lane with some of these. And um, and it just seems like a fun thing to do. And and everyone's sort of more available to, to, to do these with me, so... Um, but, yeah, so that's been keeping me busy. Definitely binge-watching. Um, like, there's just too much fucking good TV right now. Like, <laughs> like Tiger like King. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel dirty when I watch Tiger King. Me I, too. I, 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 I almost feel like the way I felt when Jersey Shore um, first came out, where I was like, this is trash. Like, yeah. what is this? And then I watch five minutes, and I'm like, what? I got to watch the whole thing now, like, and I feel dirty for it. I'm like, I shouldn't love this, but
0: <laughs> it's a shit, guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure. The only reason why they hooked me is because I knew the show was pretty fucking ridiculous in the beginning. And you could know they had screenplay during some of those, um, some of those shows. But when Snooki got punched in the face, I was like, that kind of grabbed my attention. I'm like, oh shit, that's real. And then I watched uh, like a couple other episodes. And I was like, all right, I'm done with the show or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um, cool. It's, you're not cool if you're not watching Tiger King, apparently. I don't know that's like, yeah that's the thing yeah you know
1: who i i mean it's funny because like everyone literally everyone you can root for no one on that show because everyone is despicable in their own little way but that girl uh, well i think she i think i think yeah. he's trans so that guy with the with the arm mm-hmm. um missing right mm-hmm. like he was like my favorite carry i mean like the only one that was like um kind of awesome right got his arm bit off and then like went back to work like I think like like a week later or like days later to like take care of the tigers, you know. So like um, I don't know, I was like the one person I was like, okay, like that person's really cool, yeah, but yeah. everyone else is just like the worst.
0: <laughs> they're despicable in the fact that they're doing it for their own, you know, narcissistic values. Like it's not anything, um, and the problem Ooh, right. and such. But that, I like that dude a lot because he said that you know this is the, my risk of the job. It's not my fault. It's not the ti- or, right, it's, it's my right. fault. It's not the tiger's fault. And right. right. I, I love seeing people like that because if you're going to put yourself in a wild situation, you know you, yeah. you, there are risks and consequences.
1: Yeah, that dude is awesome. I mean, I don't think I would be so heroic. Um, and <laughs> and like I, I bet like maybe even what's his name Joe Exotic. I bet maybe he had like good intentions, uh, like from the from the start, like in the beginning. I bet he loves tigers, and then and then that sort of got shadowed by his love of fame and, and attention, but.
0: High Grave yeah. Gaming said meth Jesus, meth Jesus was pretty all right. I'm sure, yeah, Meth Jesus was pretty all right. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah, they were yeah, all yeah, smoking yeah, yeah. meth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a wild show. Um, yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So, I I mean, I've just been personally just drumming and, and doing the podcast and such. Um, you recently awesome. released uh, on your third album from Equal Vision mm-hmm. Records. Um, you have oh no. Cur- uh, this one was
1: actually released independent. Oh, uh, my Paris was released independent. Yeah.
0: My apologies. Audio Pilot was released by Equal Vision. Oh, AudioPilot, the the, the live, live sessions.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we did Dear Me and Audio Pilot, uh, and the Audio Pilot sessions with Equal Vision, and then we released Paris um, uh, on our own.
0: We were there for a little bit with Rob Freeman. We did a couple singles with him. How uh, how did he let you? How he let you? Uh, how was the process uh, there? Because it seemed like you guys got the keys yeah. to the kingdom, and he just let you basically work the studio. That,
1: yeah, that is pretty much uh, that is pretty much it. Like he has such an amazing space and, and great gear, and um and and even the area. Like it was so nice to record, and then get, when you get frustrated or just burnt out, you walk outside, and it's just beautiful nature. Um. Uh, so yeah, so it was great. I mean, yeah, so he he had little, little to do hands on with the actual project. Um, besides like day one or two, like where he's like getting us sort of like acclimated with, with everything and where everything is. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the, you know, Kevin, uh, Kevin died from Gates. He's a singer from Gates. He was like my engineer slash co-producer. Um, he was yeah, he was, He was. was much more hands-on in that situation.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, what was the inspiration behind that? Because, I mean, that's something you don't see a lot of. I mean, uh, I just had this talk recently with a friend of mine, Sergio, from uh, Nova Charisma Royal Coda uh, last week, and they did a single. Uh, they've only done three singles with Nova Charisma, three songs each. So artistically, it's, it's not like what you did with that live album. It's not artistically normal than what people usually do with um, you write a full-length album, and then you have an interlude. And then you have like an acoustic song. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a very simplistic, yeah. you know, way of going about it. So what made you kinda of decide to do the live album? Because it sounded basically just like any other album. Like it was pretty uh, it was pretty yeah. real. And,
1: and to be honest, that's like my problem with it, is like it it sounds it in hindsight, so the re- the whole thing the reason that came about was because we wanted to have live footage, you know, mm-hmm. for people to see. Um, because you know you youtube us and there's an audio tree session which is cool but then beyond that it's like iphones you know and uh so n- none of the newer songs like were like sort of represented in the live way so we thought okay we'll um we'll rent out audiopilot and we'll you know they have they do this thing where they take the video for you and and they you know they take the, the sound for you and, and and yeah for that one um rob was very hands-on he, he was there to engineer and mix um but uh but yeah there was almost kind of no need because it was like it was done in the same space as as you know dear me was mm-hmm. um was recorded so and there's like no audience you know to like where it feels like you know you feel that energy of the live you know mm-hmm. atmosphere
0: all eyes are on you kind of thing yeah
1: yeah yeah and then so it's the, the the only way we could justify to equal vision to to fund us doing this these like series of videos was like, okay, we'll we'll make a record out of it, and then this way they could maybe get something from Spotify Plays and and record
0: sales, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because when I saw you guys live when we played together, I mean, you basically captivated that whole, that room. Everybody was basically in awe because it has this ambient alternative music sound, and you have it completely um, composed to, you know, have keys, horns, a violinist. Um, Mm -hmm. What's the inspiration behind that? Not a lot of people... Really try to put those kinds of instruments in their music. They just stick with the, you know, the core basis of it. Did that come from your yeah, education? I don't know. From the inspiration, like uh, learning all that. My my education. You said. Mm-hmm. Like, did that? Did some of that come from your education when you went to uh, music school? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, um,
1: I just sort of. It's just what I. It's just what I like. I like hearing orchestral elements. I like hearing strings and horn and um, songs that I love, you know, especially like older, like, um, like doo-wop songs or like, you know, older, like like Nat King Cole or like Etta James, they have these like string arrangements that are just so lush and beautiful. And um, and yeah, so I mean, that's basically, there, there's not a whole lot of thought that goes into uh, the music that we make, except just like, what do I want to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I I think that's the sort of the general rule rule of thumb for us uh, is to just make music that we we would just like to hear.
0: Do you start with a melody first, like through the writing process? No, but that's an interesting question because I think you get different outcomes
1: that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've been playing with that because I find myself um, repeating myself um, with, you know, you do the same process, you might get the same outcome. So usually I sit with a guitar and... um, I work out the chord progression and sort of hum a melody, and, and and those two things sort of coincide, you know. Um, but I've been playing with just just writing a melody, and and then writing chords around it because I think you might get more interesting uh, results that way. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's something newer. But yeah, for the for the most part, uh, with with everything that we've released prior, it's, it's usually been like chord progression first and the melody like very soon after
0: mm-hmm. yeah because i remember well not you know i just when i would write with you know musicians that i want to play with like we usually start with a chorus try to find something catchy that is immediately like going to bring out the song in general let me kind of write around that or sometimes like you said we right. would write the melodies first and then we'd be repeating ourselves like why is this all you know coming around the same you know mountain yeah, of yeah. and it was it was fucking hard um now we're just letting like we're doing this new approach where we will have one our our uh, guitar player right out and structure a whole song and then we'll mm-hmm. dissect it a little bit <clears throat> to see if we want to change some things and then i don't know just trying to do new approaches stuff but that's interesting because like Absolutely, you're right yeah. the, the melody does like become repetitive after a while and yeah well not even and, and well there's that but then there's
1: also just like um like just just having the same process results in same outcomes right mm-hmm. and so if it, um so yeah so like i have these tendencies on guitar I, I have these tendencies of like certain shapes and certain chords and and i want i just want to break out of that because who wants to repeat themselves you know so um yeah so instead of like leaning on that like you know let's try something new so yeah so melody first and, yeah. You'd and, just, music, yeah. yeah you would yeah, rather or just yeah yeah or just like pick a different instrument you know like um you know uh, we have a song called pale soft light uh Where I wrote that on a ukulele while drinking at my friend's house, Um, just like totally just us hanging out, and he had a little ukulele, and I started playing these chords that I wouldn't normally play on guitar because um, they're I don't know. It was just it was an unfamiliar instrument, which led to an unfamiliar thing, and Mm -hmm. like that's what excites me. And maybe maybe if someone else hears it, it's not unfamiliar to them, Mm -hmm. Um, so maybe it won't be as exciting. But as long as it feels new to me, where like I surprise myself um then i'm like okay cool like I'm, I'm excited about this
0: yeah and that song was just on a uh, trailer for a showtime show that's awesome yeah that was yeah that was bizarre was that a surprise that cool. like just out of nowhere like left field like oh we're being having our song featured on this trailer i think it was for yeah. um penny dreadful right the city of angels yeah, or something yeah yeah,
1: yeah um so yeah I mean because we we've had our songs on placements before in TV shows but it's like always like sort of tucked underneath and you know like it's mm-hmm. barely audible but it's still really exciting and uh and for this it was like the, ho- the whole thing was based around not that not that the edits were based around the music cuz I think they had different um different versions of it with different music uh, but like yeah I mean so the so while the footage was the same like the edits were sort of based around the music actually and 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 then in the end it's like you hear the song, it's like full blown. And then you like hear my vocals, which is, I did not expect. Um, I thought that they were gonna most likely just use the instrumental. So yeah, that was cool. That was a
0: trip. Yeah, that was really cool. Did they, did they reach out to you or did, I mean, cause you were, that was, that was from the label from Equal Vision, that record. So did they reach out to you? Did the label reach out to you at any point in hey, yeah. like, this? Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: No, well, no, no. So actually, um, I, I know someone that works at Showtime and, and, uh, and he just like reached out to me he's like yo like what's the deal with the song what label is it on blah 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 cuz like he's going to try to pitch it oh, and then, that's awesome. so and I, I was so like skeptical i was like okay yeah like good luck but then what he did with it like he he, he basically like edited that what we see just to pitch it to them like yo this is what it could be uh, and uh, so he did us a huge favor by doing that yeah that
0: is pretty cool hopefully they use more from that album or other music that you've released for the show, too, yeah. I mean, because it all kind of has this, like, same aurora from each album. Like, you can definitely feel the transcending parts of each song, but, like, it kind of, like, captivates you within that sound that you're going for anyway, so maybe they would use well, the whole you. thing, so that'd be pretty cool. Did you ever think yeah. about doing concept? Because I feel like your kind of music mm-hmm. would definitely, like, really reach um, for concept for a concept album. I think that'd be pretty cool. I don't know, I'm just I'm just asking, personally. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: concept records, uh the the idea of doing a record based around a concept it's it's like limiting right because you're limiting the songs to sort of fit in this box of what you think of of what you think the concept is right Mm -hmm. and my approach has always just been just write the best songs that i possibly could who cares who cares what direction it goes in Mm -hmm. who cares what instrumentation it is just you know make stuff that i want to hear so um so I've always kind of shied away from doing the concept thing, but I mean, but I'm realizing now with this quarantine thing, you know, we're like, we're making music, um, with huge limitations. You know, there's no studio. We're just doing this in our bedrooms and, <laughs> and i in a weird way. Yeah. And in a weird way, I'm like, it, it's very inspiring. Um, and so I think it was Baca that said this, but like limitations, um, can be liberating or, or something to that extent to where like, um. Yeah. Something about being in this boxing, being like, okay, these are your limits. Let's see what we could do within that. Can be inspiring. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I can't rule out anything. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was just always a fan of them So that was just me personally. It, you kind of have. Yeah. The, I feel like you just you're the music that you compose and you create. It has that um opportunity to be there if that was something you decided to do. Um, like huh. like Pink Floyd's, um, you know, they were a little concept for a while. I mean, their album's like The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon, that's yeah. all concept. Um, Coheed's done a lot of concept stuff. Right, um, right. You know what I mean? Speaking of, so when I when we played that show with you guys, I'd chill with Seamus at the bar for a minute. Like, he's a cool dude. Uh-huh. Like, we oh, had a great best. conversation. Yeah, he's like, you want a beer? It's like, yeah. He's like, oh, great show. Blah, blah. Like, we just were talking and <laughs> stuff. Um, and you guys almost actually got um, – you almost made a decision on signing with, uh, evil Ink records, but you guys didn't choose to do so, uh, for yeah. beings who are in like a particular spot like that, um, for, uh, choosing a label. Like if you have that uh, privilege of doing so, which you guys did with equal vision as well. Um, what, what kind of made you not without specific detail, but what made you guys pick one label over the other just to like give experience to somebody who might ever have that opportunity?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's tough because there's the pros and cons of, you know, that label. Um, I, the pros were, you know, it's not a big label. So we I feel like we would have gotten more attention, you know, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of the, the bigger fish in a smaller pond, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, But at the end of the day, I don't know shit so i'm just like i'm just like whatever when it comes to like music i'm so like anal and i'm so like no it has to be this way and i'm probably insufferable but when it comes to business and this is a total flaw i'm like i don't i don't know you you guys decide like whatever you think you know and um so uh yeah <laughs> that's kind of uh, yeah that was kind of like where i stood on that i'm not
0: yeah, I he, don't know. He, I mean, he just told me with, about it. So it was like, interesting. yeah,
1: signing with evil link would have been sweet. Cause I think, um, uh, one, one of the clauses was we would do like a small tour with Coheed, which would have been insane. um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day,
0: it's... or like thank you scientists or something or somewhere in that realm. Um, yeah, yeah, we've played with those guys a couple times. Those are, those guys are sick
1: musicians. They are like they are really bananas. Good. It's hard yeah. to
0: find really good bands like that anymore. That kind of like stray from, I wouldn't say cookie cutter, but from one uh-huh. genre specifically, like um, like pop punk in general. Like you could, there's just so many pop punk bands out there. Um, so I'm just take, take close from... this door. No, you're good. Uh, there's like a bunch of pop punk bands that take on from i don't know like let's say like an underground band wants to be just like neck deep you know they will be neck yeah. deep you know people don't try like they they'll take in their what they write and kind of like you know it's yeah. like that it's like that one meme where it's like um can i copy your homework but you know i'll change it up a little bit and it's, it's mm-hmm. you don't really change it that much but no it's, it's yeah cool when bands are i mean and, and i've different. definitely been
1: in bands like that especially when you're younger i feel like that's just what you do. You, you emulate your heroes, mm-hmm. you know, you, you haven't found yourself yet. So you, you, you sort of make what you think is cool and what you think is cool is your heroes. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think over time it's just like inevitable to sort of look at yourself and be like, okay, what the hell are you? Are you just like the hoop is staying to an incubus or, mm. you know, are you like you? and um, so, yeah, I, 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 that sort of thing is forgivable, I think, at, at a certain stage in, in one musician's life.
0: Are those like two of the bands that you were highly influenced as a kid, like Incubus and Hoobastank? Oh, no, I'm saying like Just in general. I, I've always viewed Ho- Hoobastank as like an Incubus oh. sort
1: of you know, like knockoff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you, yeah. The, the B movie version of Incubus, and so, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, there's a lot of comparison to that, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. who did you um, look up to though when musically because you know i'm sure that once you heard that one song by that one artist or something it just probably thrived you
1: yeah i mean so i music was always like like it's a cliche but like literally since i can remember music has always been my shit so mm-hmm. <laughs> um like you know we, we just released like a boys to men cover and you know that wasn't yeah, we so... wanted to do something that was sort of out of left field but i didn't want it to just be ironic or for the sake of laughs, like Boyz II Man was straight up my favorite, like my favorite musical group, my first favorite musical group ever. Like as like an eight year old, I was like howling um, "I'll make love to you." When my mom, my mom's like, you don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it was like just my, it was like my jam. Like, um, and so yeah, so like early like R and B early on, and then like I discovered like I had an older brother, which is awesome, um, who would be like. You know, uh, he he would sort of guide me a little bit. Just show me stuff. And I'd be like, that sucks. Or like, holy shit, that changed my life. And like, Special Pumpkins was one of those bands where I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, I'm really into this now. Um, mm-hmm. And then I got really into Deftones. And then I, I would say like the most like life-changing band uh, for me was like Sigur Rós and Radiohead maybe. But okay. Sigur Rós beforehand, um, I was kind of late to the Radiohead party. But Sigur Rós I heard and like, I had like a physical reaction. I was like yeah, like, it was, like, uh, it was, like, a drug, it was crazy.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's, like, one of those things that I never, um, I can never find a single artist that I would never take inspiration from due to the fact that they just kind of, like, uplift me in certain ways, like, I just recently listened to, um, even some hip-hop stuff, um, trying to think, um, some of the newer stuff that's coming out, I mean, I, and, Usually, when you be being a percussionist, like the beats and stuff, like Drake, like Drake has yeah. some fucking sick beats that back his music and, and everything. So, huh. the rhythm is just it like it fuels me. I'm like, huh. And I take and, and you know what's upsetting too? Rappers now are actually doing the triplet um, with their lyrics. So, it's like da, da, da. one triplet, two triplet, right, four. And right. like, why the fuck didn't any of these drummers think of that prior before that got like you know catchy? <laughs> yeah, it was well, a thing mean, for yeah, a while there's a lot of triplets in hip hop music.
1: I mean, with the triplets and and, and the hi-hats and, and trap music, mm-hmm. uh, to like the triplets and the actual vocalists. Um, but yeah, that's definitely like the, the big flow right now. It's blah, 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 blah. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's like, why don't we think of that? Like it's right there in the palm of our hands.
1: Yeah. I have no um, idea. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, uh, uh like a- another thing that's sort of like getting, I don't know if it's getting big because it it was big, but in, in the days of like um, D'Angelo or Jay Dilla is like the sort of like um, like the lilt beats they call where it's like really intention like really intentionally imperfect, uh, like especially with the hi hat or like where the kick and snare plays, so like so intentionally behind or like er- early and jerky, and it just like creates this like weird like flow. Um, I know, like the nineteen seventy five um, did that with their song. Um, I forgot what it's called, but uh, but yeah, when when that came out, I was like, oh yeah, they're totally like inspired by this thing, which is which is awesome.
0: Nah, yeah, it is awesome. I just don't see you don't you know you just don't see it as much now. But well, would you do now more than ever? Um, yeah. But are you so so? You said you're you're still writing. Are you are you guys working on another album currently? And what are you guys up to?
1: Yeah. So. Um, I think we're we're probably heading towards an EP, mm-hmm. um, just like trying to release songs during you know while we can
0: you know uh, yeah seriously just, just it's
1: just nice to have just it's just nice to put out stuff and so uh, so yeah so probably an EP.
0: Is it an easier process now that you're doing it independently?
1: Process is the same
0: mm-hmm. because <clears throat> um, when Equal Vision.
1: Well, when they when we signed up with ecovision we were like done with the record we were like done with dear me <clears throat> they kind of came in afterwards i mean we hadn't released it yet but we were pretty much done with the record and there and, and and we were in talks with ecovision but you know we hadn't signed anything and um mm-hmm. and then they kind of came in and we showed them the record and they're like okay cool like you know let's do it so the whole process of recording was exactly the same um and it's not i mean that that's what makes them great actually like uh, even though we're not with them, like, I love those guys. They're mm-hmm. amazing. And they never step on our toes when it comes to, like, art- artistic, you know, um, direction. Or, yeah, they're never, like, in the studio. Be like I think that hi-hat could be turned up a little bit. Like, they're not, like,
0: you know. Yeah, they're not nitpicking your art, your creativity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or, hey, you need to replace this band member because. it's like, what? Like, I thought we were just yeah. supposed to release a record. That's a huge... I would not sign with, with a label that's like and I, I know that bands sign with labels like that and then find out after the fact
1: that they're like that but thank god for us, Equal Vision was just awesome all the way through
0: Yeah, I don't think they would be like that they, I would I would assume labels would be very upfront when it comes to anything that they want to work around with the band itself, mm-hmm. like if they if they want to put their hands in the pot then it's basically right. like yeah, you gotta let me know right now or <clears throat> else, you know it becomes, yeah. it becomes, it and becomes also a problem like- later down the room yeah. And,
1: and, and what kind of band are you like if you're like and there's nothing wrong with pop. I love pop. Pop is mm-hmm. great. But if you're like a, a pop band, then you sort of have the potential to be, you know, a big moneymaker. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, bands like that, maybe you should be a little bit more wary about like all these like suits coming in because they, they know what you're supposed to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they want to make you that thing where like a band like us, you know, a band like, you know, like, thank you, Scientists. I don't think, I don't think any suits coming in to be like, you know, no, it needs to be like this or it needs to be like that. Cause it's like, uh, do you even know like what we sound like? Cause we're clearly not that, like you just picked yeah. the wrong band for that.
0: Yeah. It's, and then it's like, they, they just start pushing your music out into like a zoomies or a pack sun. And it's like, wait, what? Like what? Yeah. Why, why are we do, wait, we're being forced to sound something, be forced to be made, be forced to make sound like we're supposed to be in that store. Like, no, that's, that's Right, cool. right. Yeah. No right it's up. funny because if you asked like 12 year old me
1: i would have been like i would love to be like Same. in the background in a pack sun <laughs> like you know like <laughs> but it's just as you get older your sort of your your motives for these things change you know like i think when i was younger i, I legitimately just wanted to be a rock star and like <laughs> and just like I, you know like i want to play warp tour and like i would i would love nothing more but then you get older and you're like no nah, let's try to like create something cool you know like yeah. it's more about the process
0: yeah it is more about the process like that's funny too because like i remember 16 15 year old me walking a hollister and that's where i heard um dear maria from all time low i was like whoa what the this is some mm-hmm. this is some upbeat shit so like you know those tunes like <laughs> stick with your head throughout the years and everything i do oh, yeah. yeah and you guys i mean we you guys never played warp tour i'm surprised that um you guys didn't want to go through with that
1: huh i guess not i guess we had have- guess we have not
0: yeah no um yeah i just
1: i don't know it, it didn't uh it never really
0: seemed like the thing to do <laughs> Man, i don't know i mean it's, it's not yeah, for everybody yeah. you know what i mean but like yeah. it was just one of those things that um like just there's been so many bands that have been on warp tour uh i yeah. i think i think you've played warp tour just like as a one-off show i'm probably wrong right
1: yeah I, this goes back to my terrible memory with shows i mean i, I remember playing warp tour <laughs> but like in like earlier Bands, um, but I'm trying to think if we ever if we ever played Warp Tour. I don't I don't know I don't I don't think so. But um, yeah, but again, it's and, and especially now what what Warp Tour is now. Like I, I went a couple years ago, um, and I was just like it, it was just so different than like what I remembered, and it's because I'm an old man now. So that's that. <laughs> there's that, but then there's also like it did actually like really fucking change. Like man, I, I remember one of the bands and this is the one out of like three bands out two maybe that i was excited to see at that warp tour and i only went because um our manager mike you know ha- had an extra ticket and he's like yeah just go with me so one of the bands i was really excited to see was every time i die mm. and um it was just such a bummer to like see how the demographic changed because like the last time previous i was at warp tour every time my dad was there and they had this huge crowd this huge stage and they fucking killed it and and then I, I went this this most recent time, and they killed it, but it was, like, this, like, tiny stage, and, like, no crowd, and, like, it was, like, clearly just the, these are just a different set of kids, you know? Yeah, um,
0: yeah it's a different demographic. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right, because we were on tour for 11 days in 2017. We played mm-hmm. Kansas. Silverstein, I think, had, like, maybe 50 people watching. I'm like, this is Silverstein. This is, like... One of the pop punk like fucking dads. Yeah. Like how are there yeah. not a crowd of people here? It was it was crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, the kids want to hear different music, but no, you're right. Like and then that's why the festivals are such a huge part in this industry now. You you put everybody on one big you know glorious stage, and you get to showcase yeah, I, yourself.
1: While while there, I remember thinking like, oh, so like these are the people that listen to Blood on the Dance Floor because like I've heard about them and the horror story obviously. Mm. Um, with that fucking monster, yeah, but um, Chris Hansen's but actually I'm,
0: being involved now. Thank yeah, oh God. I know. I, saw I, that I hope he on goes to fucking jail, dude. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. ready for it.
1: <clears throat> but I remember thinking, like, who listens to this shit? Like, it's ho- the music is horrible. And then, like, I'm and then I'm there, and I'm like, I guess this is sort of like okay, this. It's like when you think, like, who likes Nickelback? Like, I don't know anyone that likes Nickelback. <laughs> and then you go to, like, the middle of America, and you're like, oh, these are the people that like Nickelback. And that's to be like, honest, I think like I think Nickelback is way better than fucking Blood on the Dance. Absolutely. I, mean, like, I think Nickelback gets way too much hate. Like, they're not that bad.
0: Relax, everyone. Mexico didn't like them. They were throwing rocks at them, man. That's just too much. Come on. No one deserves. No, that's fucked up. Deserves rocks. These are artists. They just, they're just yeah, playing music, they're people. man. They're, they're people, people like you. And me, rocks hurt. <laughs> they do fucking hurt. I don't care what that saying <laughs> Next, says. Yeah, Sixers that's dose, not nice. Can break my bones. What the fuck? Um, I I can think of like the, an artist that like I,
1: I I that I despise the most, and I would never throw rocks at them. Like, come nah, on,
0: you know? It's inhumane. Let's like settle yeah. down. Take your anger, yeah. put it away. Um, yeah, yeah, and that and that's why I mean that's why I'm starting to like really get involved with festivals. I think it's just a great outlet for like any any band whether they're headlining or they're in the middle tier of the industry and they're showcasing yeah. their talents because you're you're you have eyes and ears to people who never heard of you before or maybe some have have heard of you before so i don't know i think it's just a really smart move to, to continue to do this until we find another motive that gets us out there
1: yeah i gotta wonder though like what the whole festival situation is gonna look like uh, after after this you know i mean i
0: stay Thanks. six feet apart from everybody just yeah. arm's length out or something <laughs> like everyone just like dude you know do the windmill just like to keep people <laughs> you can't touch anybody. The they'll probably put dots on the floor like all right you have to stand I here know. like you're not allowed to move yeah. from this dot. or you everyone know? could just walk around like bubble boy <laughs> that would be that fun would actually, actually be the most fun festival regardless if there's a. <laughs> like, 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 crowdsurfing in a bubble, like yeah, Flaming dude. Lips style. G- oh, yeah. oh, I love that band so much, dude. Yeah. Jeremy from a Data Member did that. He uh, he was in one of those big bubbles and he rolled around with crowdsurfing. I was like, damn, I want to do yeah. that so badly.
1: When we played "Gentlemen of the Road," Flaming Lips was playing, um, and uh, and they they pulled out the bubble. It's funny because the bubble there was like duct tape
0: on the bubble. I was like, okay, that bu- that bubble has seen.
1: <laughs> it, it, they, need a, they need a new bubble.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it's in the budget. They're like, this is a one-time thing. Don't fuck it up. And then they're like, I know. oh, we popped it. Let's just fucking duct tape it up. And shit. Yeah, it's coming. Amazon is delivering as we speak. But for now, we've got to use this fucking used up. Yeah. God damn it. Jeff Bezos can rule the world at this point. Thanks, uh, Vaughn, for the $4.20 donation. I appreciate it. All donations go to this channel Hell alone. Yeah. To to make it better than what it is now, I literally have a budget of zero dollars on this on this um, on this uh, podcast because I'm a musician. So, like, what money do I have? No, but uh, so, eventually so. we're going to do some in live stuff. Like, once the quarantine's over, I mean, I'm allowed to meet up with people. Uh, being in a podcast kind of goes under the jurisdiction of it being news media, so you can okay. actually meet up and stuff. So it's not, you know, it's essential. But, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I, you know, eventually I'll get some equipment and we'll start doing some live stuff. Do you, do you guys have any ideas when you're, um, listen, I know this pandemic is like pushing everything back. Um, but when, when do you think you guys will start playing shows again? Like, let's say it's the pandemic Mm -hmm. ends August and you know, we're allowed to go out and about and go back to our normal lives. Like, would you guys start playing shows like right before the uh, new year starts?
1: Yeah, I would I would say so. Mm-hmm. If that if that is our hypothetical timeline, yeah. then yeah, because yeah, I mean like some of these songs are like baked into our DNA, and uh, I feel like it wouldn't take a whole lot of rehearsal to get back on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean I, I I I would imagine so before the new year. Did you sure. guys Did
0: you guys hire like when I saw you back in two thousand seventeen? Did you guys hire a light guy because those visuals were pretty trippy when you were playing. Like. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no. That that's just all Home Depot. You know, we we
1: got um we, we, we got these lights from Home Depot. Basically, they're they were rods, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So the rods are like meant for you know ceiling, ceiling lights, um, lights yeah. and then we just built like these um just these like wooden blocks for them, and then cut a little hole for them to stand on. So we got these lights like beaming uh, like that, and then the aunt it's because we don't. Uh, so basically we're just like tap dancing on and off with our feet mm-hmm. with, with power just power switches. That's pretty fucking
0: cool. Yeah, because it yeah, so, just made the um, whole experience a lot more engaging because you're like, Wow, this is this is pretty yeah. bad. Yeah. Yes, I mean I, I think when you're younger
1: you, you feel like, man, when we get there, when we get to that stage, like it's gonna be awesome. There's gonna be fog machines, there's gonna mm-hmm. be this. Uh but then you get a little bit older and you're like, let's not wait to get there. Let's let's bring that to us. Let's just do it now on our own uh, mm-hmm. and bring that experience, you know, bring the light show, even though we're not playing at Madison Square Garden, you know, like bring that on a small scale to whatever place that we're playing. Yeah, absolutely. We're playing in a next, bar even.
0: Yeah, the next time I see you guys, let me know if you're doing that light show because I'll probably take a tab or two. I don't condone anybody doing, you know, psychedelics, <laughs> I'll probably take a tab. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've never you done got acid you before. Got I've never done acid. I did streams a couple times. I did streams a couple times. Shrooms is more
1: enjoyable. Uh, it's I, would, just, I would
0: stick with Yeah, it's natural. That's well, that's how I look at it as.
1: Yeah, um, I, mean, I can't do any of it anymore. I, I, I used to do a lot of that stuff and Mm -hmm. now i just feel like i think at a certain point i just like opened up like a weird like pandora's box in my brain where i'm like i'm it's it's also fragile (laughs) now. i'm like even (laughs) when i can't even get high because like the amount of anxiety that i get it is Um, yeah i get that too dude i so i don't smoke neither do um, i i haven't smoked in a while no but on tour you know, there's all these like weed shops that we're passing. And so they have like really good stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and I do miss it. I miss the smell. I miss the communal aspect of it. So I was like, all right, while I'm here, I'm going to get this, this joint of, and, and then, you know, the guy's like, okay, you have anxiety. Cool. We're going to go with this strand and then it's going to be a hybrid with this strand. It's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, awesome. And then, so I had this giant spliff and I'm like, I'm not gonna smoke it now, I'll smoke it tomorrow. I'm not gonna smoke it now, I'm not gonna smoke it tomorrow. It just, I kept pushing it back until we we were about to cross the border into Canada. So oh, I had, shit. you know, and I cannot bring that with me. So I'm like, I guess I'm gonna smoke it now. So like, literally, like, as soon as I woke up, they're like, you're gonna smoke it? Because we, we're gonna throw it away. I was like, okay, I'm gonna smoke it. So I smoked it and, and yeah, sure enough, same exact reaction. Like crazy, just like, oh my God, I'm, I gotta hide away but I can't because I'm in a van with a bunch of dudes. So now I'm in the back of the van with my headphones in like pretending to listen to music, but just like going through so much in my head and then we're crossing the border. And then the, like the woman like gets out of the booth and like opens the van to like, look at all of us. Mm -hmm. Luckily, like I didn't, Wigger out too much But yeah That was That was an experience
0: and I can't smoke like I get like that too I can't smoke anymore I get inside my own head Like I'll drink yeah. For sure Like I've gotten pretty good At drinking I don't know if that's, if that's Something I should say That I'm proud yeah. of But um No I, What I mean is Like I just I consume liquids a lot Like I drink Fucking I could at least drink A gallon or two of water Every day without any problem At all whatsoever Like I don't know <laughs> I just Like craves that Um Yeah done. Yeah So you got really good At being hydrated That's good Yeah that's With good. alcohol or water Uh so yeah. I like I said I have done psychedelics three times with the shrooms and it was it was it was a good time but I'm not like I got I got shit to do I, I can't be doing that stuff I don't know maybe yeah. actually like I said if 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 I go to one of your shows and you tell me you had like hey listen we're gonna do a light show I'm like
1: all right bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got a deal 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 deal
0: yeah you deal. absolutely right. you haven't had any member changes right you guys it's been you Seamus and another member who stuck through um, <laughs> yeah again. and I know you've had you've had to get some new members and stuff was that ever difficult
1: since the the beginning it's been me jane seamus and ryan our drummer
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um sorry me jane seamus ryan yeah and then we had a different bass player but then after him he moved to go to school um and then we got nunzio um who's our bassist now and then recently we added a member george who plays horn and keys and that's like such just that's just great because like just having that aspect you know live and just having another guy it's just, you know mm-hmm. it's great so um sucks for small stages but yeah we make it work
0: yeah i'm sure you guys are like shoulder to shoulder <laughs> like throughout the entire sometimes yeah. yeah but it sounds great though that's basically what you you know what the whole idea is, is to make you guys sound great live so anyway. yeah um do you, who were the um who were some of the bigger bands that you enjoyed touring with, that uh, whether you were co-headlining or, or yeah. um, headlining with?
1: I mean, the bigger the bigger bands that we've toured with. Um, I mean, we've played shows with like bigger bands, but th- that we've toured with um, probably like I, th- I can think of like a lot, like Birds and the early November, right? Cause mm-hmm. it, and Have Mercy, because um, uh, yeah, and they're all awesome. I mean yeah love those dudes uh but yeah i mean and and musically you know always something to pick up always something to learn um mm-hmm. always something to be in, in awe of but um yeah the, the, those are those are probably the the, the the bigger bands that we've like done actual tours with there's a band that we that we toured with called the soil and the sun mm-hmm. uh let me say that again because i mumble the soil and the sun and um and they're actually not even a band anymore now the two members they're called turtle Doves. but the soil and the sun and turtle Doves, check them out they blew my mind like every night they played i was like god damn like uh like yeah i just it, they were just amazing so um i would definitely recommend them
0: no check them out are they uh are they like a like ambient psychedelic kind of band in general or like how, how would you describe yeah. their sound
1: uh, uh, um Ambient being psychedelic, but not like drawn out in the sort of, I guess they can be sort of like atmospheric, like, like in a secret sort of way, but like they fucking rock sometimes and, um, and, and they're just amazing musicians. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're probably like my, the most to me, like the band that impressed me most.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah. I need new yeah. music to listen to. I've been like kind of just binging the same thing over and over again. Just, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's my sane. life. Yeah, I think it's all of our live stuff so it's hard to find out it's fine it's hard to find a uh, an outlet for new music that's why I always like ask like somebody please give me some well no it's it's to.
1: actually the easiest that it's ever been we we are just lazier than we've ever been when it comes to finding new music you know I mean like it's I, I, I'm I'm the worst like I used to like buy CDs and And even if I didn't like the CD, I would just listen to it because I bought it. And so I've invested. And so like, that's like how much I was like trying to find new music. I was listening to shit that I didn't even want to listen to, but it was just music. (laughs) And now I'm like, I hear a song that I really like and I'm like, wow, that's a really awesome song. And sometimes I don't even like dive in deeper than that. I don't, I don't go find the rest of the catalog, you -hmm. know, which is like really lazy. Cause like at that point you're like, I found something that I really like. Let's see what else they got. But, I mean, I'm just, you know, i got to fix that about myself these days. Like, I, I've just become very lazy consumer of music.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, and, and, I, and I'm, like, covering most of these songs, too, so I'll just sit back and play. And then try to perfect it, at, you know, one in one way or another. And then just, you know, like if I'm doing chores, I'm listening to the same music. I'm like I need to start listening to some new shit. Like I gotta stop, yeah. stop recycling this into my head and stuff. Um, yeah. But no, I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time to do this. I haven't seen you in a minute, but I can't wait to catch you guys live soon again. Um, when this is done and over with, hopefully you're staying safe and your family's staying safe.
1: Thanks, man. Yeah, this it was, is it was, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on. Do
0: um, you want to uh, tell the viewers uh, where they can find you at, uh, social media-wise? Uh, yeah, for... so um, on Instagram,
1: we're O-O-L Band.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, on
1: Twitter, we're O-O-L Band, I think.
0: You are, yeah. And on
1: Facebook, we are O-O-L Band? I don't know. Official? O-W-E-L. O-W-E-L. <laughs> find find us because uh because yeah what about your personal rad, yeah. you
0: post some really rad um playthroughs on your personal instagram stuff
1: oh thanks yeah so my personal is jason that's my name j-a-y-s-a-k-o-n-g and uh and yeah that's that's
0: yeah <laughs> that's about it <laughs> cool no i really appreciate you coming on man uh thanks to everybody's viewing um if you're interested in staying till six o'clock we'll get a notifi- you'll get a notification i'll be talking with um james from harm's way if you haven't seen that video it's been going around of overdubbing i'm gonna go check it out right shirtless. now dude it's it's pretty funny i hope he's not too pissed about it because then that's gonna make me nervous and i'm not even i'm not even next to him i'm on the internet i'm sure he's thing. gonna i'm sure he's gonna love it actually like i, I would so. love i would love, love that's that. good pr it's free pr that is great pr Hell yeah. yeah so all right brother i really appreciate it i'll hope to talk to you soon awesome man. bye all right take care